Hello, hello, and welcome to Therapy, a podcast created with the intention of helping you and me evolve into even more beautiful versions of ourselves. The act and pursuit of learning more about myself, others, and the world so we can all live a more harmonious life is always the priority of this show. If learning is a priority for you too, I cannot recommend you join me on this journey enough. You ready? Let's go. Well, hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode of Therapy. I am so glad that you decided to listen in today. I am coming to you live from my childhood bedroom. Um, I was playing weddings in Cleveland this weekend, and I'm staying at my parents tonight, and or I stayed at their at um I stayed with them last night and I don't know about about you guys but there's something about sleeping in your childhood bed for me at least like I swear I sleep better here than anywhere and I'm not sure why it's in the country so it's really quiet but anyways definitely got my eight hours um didn't wake up once in the middle of the night which is very unusual for me so I am feeling rested I am recording earlier than I think I ever have it is 8 48 a.m in the morning on a Saturday hello let's go so I am up I'm feeling good I'm excited to get back to it um I promised an episode last week I'm so sorry it just did not happen um in the busyness of moving but I am all moved in. So yes, fantastic. If this is your first time listening to Serapy, thank you so much for tuning in. Um, we are going to talk about Dharma today, um, a concept you may or may not be familiar with and something that I feel really excited and passionate about. So I'm super excited to share my thoughts about it and help you discover what your Dharma could potentially be. Um, if you have not rated this show yet, I would be so, so, so grateful if you would take mm, 10 seconds and go and just give me five stars on Spotify, wherever you listen. It is so helpful to me and it helps people discover my podcast. And it also just makes me feel good knowing that somebody likes the podcast. So yes, if you could take a minute and do that, I would be oh so grateful to you. Um, yes, so updates. We're going to keep them very minimal because I am pumped to get into the topic today. But yeah, so I am all moved in. Um, if you listened last week, I was moving out of my apartment in Clifton, which is an area of Cincinnati that has a lot of nice spots, but it just so happened that I was not in one of the nicer spots. So um, I moved to the Mount Lookout area and I am super excited to just be somewhere where I feel a lot safer. It's a lot quieter. Sirens don't go off every 10 minutes. I'm living in luxury, baby. Um, so yeah, it's just nice to like not wake up to screaming neighbors. <laughs> it's such a nice change. It doesn't, it feels like something's wrong because I'm like not waking up to chaos, but you know, I think I'll get used to it and I think it's going to be great. I have a dishwasher. Oh my goodness. I feel like I'm living on cloud nine. I started my dishwasher for the first time 
a couple days ago. And, um, yeah, you guys that have had dishwashers for years, don't take them for granted. If you're listening now and you've had it for a long time, start not taking your dishwasher for granted now. It is so nice. I feel such freedom. Um, so yes, I have my dishwasher. The house is somewhat house, lol, apartment is, um, starting to slowly but surely come together, starting to feel like home. And, um, yeah, so things are going well. Things are going just fine. Okay. Uh, we are going to get straight into some recommendations that I have for you. Um, so I actually just finished uh, my book this morning, The 16 Undeniable Laws of Communication by John Maxwell. I really love this book. Um, I feel like one thing, one takeaway that I have is I do feel that it's slightly more applicable toward people that are giving that are communicating on like a larger scale, meaning um, public speeches, like, you know, that type of thing, like giving keynote speeches or whatever it may be. So I do feel like it's most applicable to like speaking to an audience. That being said, I think there's so many principles that can be applied to just everyday communication that I will certainly be applying to my everyday communication. Um, And just great to apply like you know, a lot of us listening, we might not speak in like big groups of, you know, thousands of people, but we might have to lead a group project or, you know, have a string quartet rehearsal and speak to a group of people. So I just think they're really excellent tools that you can apply to any scenario where you have to communicate um, effectively to a group. So yeah, I really love this book. I really love John Maxwell in general. He like fires me up and I just, after I read his books, I feel so motivated and confident. And um, yeah, he's written dozens of books. So if you like them, then you don't have to be worried about running out. That's another nice thing. Um, So yeah, highly recommend 16 Undeniable Laws of Communication. And I finished it this morning, so I will have a new book rec for you next week, but I have to start reading it first and make sure I like it before I can recommend it to anybody. Um, okay, podcasts, podcasts. So, um, I really love Rachel Hollis. I've talked about her on here before. Um, she has a podcast. It's just called the Rachel Hollis podcast. And, um, the episode that she released, potentially last week, very recently, um, it's called Rachel Hollis. The key equation to stay motivated and hacks to increase your memory and focus featuring Jim Quick. So I've actually recommended one of his books on here before, but Jim Quick, he wrote a book basically about how to learn better, how to remember better, how to retain information. And when he was young, when he was very young, he had, um, he hit his head. Don't quote me on this exactly, but he had some sort of head injury and some, and one of his teachers began referring to him as the boy with the broken brain. Um, and so that kind of became like his identity amongst his peers and amongst his teachers. And he really struggled. He just couldn't remember stuff. And basically later in life, I'm not exactly sure, I think like around later in high school or um, early college, he just started really understanding how to learn and like taught himself, retaught him, retrained his brain, like how to work and how to remember things. And now like he just wrote a whole book about it. I really 
recommend his book for people that are studying for things. They have to remember a lot of things. I mean, I read it recently, not because I'm in school or anything, just because um, it helps me with a lot with even just like remembering people's names, like stuff like that. Um, but anyway, this interview Rachel Hollis did with him, I really loved. He actually took some of the little tricks that he gives in the book for like retaining information and did them live on the podcast, which was super cool. Um, and I just, I really got a lot out of this interview and I think that you would too. Um, my other recommendation for podcasts is, okay, I don't know. I don't think I've ever recommended this podcast because I don't really even talk about that I listen to it, but Call Her Daddy. Um, some of you might know Alex Cooper. She has like a huge podcast. It used to be two girls. Now it's just her. Um, and I don't listen to all the episodes uh, because, well, one, there's just a lot of them, but two, like, I don't know, sometimes it's just not my cup of tea. But I really, really like her interview with Sierra, the singer. Um, it's called Don't Let Him Waste Your Time. And Sierra is just really empowering and confident and, like, a very, like, no BS, doesn't beat around the bush type of person. And I really loved hearing her perspective on things, what she had to say. Um, I enjoy learning from people, not a hot take, but I enjoy learning from speakers and people that have, that are a little bit ahead of me in life, but kind of following a path similar to what I follow. I like learning from their mistakes, hearing what they um, think they did right, what they could have done differently. And I just, I really love um, this episode with her. I found it very empowering and I just enjoy listening to her as a speaker. So yeah, call her daddy, Sierra interview. Um, I think it's from a couple weeks ago, so yeah, easy to find. Another podcast that I found, actually when I was researching for what we're going to be talking about today, is Ram Das Here and Now. Um, and I actually listened to his podcast because there was a full episode about Dharma, but then I was just doing a little bit of scrolling and found a lot of other topics that looked interesting. Um, so if you like what we're talking about today, I think this would be a really excellent podcast for you to listen to a bit more of. Um, I have yet to listen to a lot of episodes, but I just kind of dabbled, looked around, and it's going to be going into my rotation. It's always nice just, you know, adding adding a podcast into your rotation, something new, something fresh. Don't, uh, don't just listen to the same thing for too long. Okay, so the topic, Dharma. What in the world is Dharma? So I would like to preface this whole topic by saying I feel borderline unqualified to discuss this in the sense that I think it's a very, it's both a simple and complex concept, I feel. Um, it is rooted in traditionally Indian relig religions. Um, it's a concept that began within Hinduism and found its way to Buddhism. Um, and so I feel that maybe somebody that was raised within, um, within that religion or raised learning more about it would do a much better job um, talking about it than me. But um, at the same time, it's something that I've been introduced to in like the last couple of years and a concept that I find really intriguing and that I've loved exploring and I think has helped me in my day-to-day -day life. And so I just want to share my perspective of it, but I just want to encourage you that if you want to 
know more, like, uh, I guess facts and, like, the history about it and stuff, I encourage you to get into that more on your own because I'm just going to kind of cover what I can with the limited time that I have. And it is going to be more of an application podcast. I want to talk to you about like, if you don't feel like you're found your Dharma or you feel like you struggle, um, with it, then I want to get to like ways I think that maybe, uh, could be helpful. So yeah, I just want to say that, that I'm definitely like not the most qualified person, but I'm just going to tell you um, what I've learned about it. So Dharma, as I mentioned, it's a concept that uh, is present in and began in Hinduism, uh, Buddhism, and other traditionally Indian religions. Um, So what in the world is Dharma? I'm going to read a couple definitions that I found. There were a lot. Um, It's a very multifaceted concept. So the first one is Dharma is the eternal and inherent nature of reality, regarded in Hinduism as a cosmic law underlying right behavior and social order. So to me, if I were to simplify that just for myself, I think it's like this concept that everything has like a purpose within reality and within nature and within the world and the purpose that it has somehow like highlights just a law of the universe. Um, we'll, we'll talk more on that, but here's another definition that could be helpful. A core foundation from which all other goals are achieved, inherently suggesting there's a right way for all people to live in order to best serve themselves and others around them. So to me, that is like, it's my internal moral compass. And if you combine both of those definitions, I think to me what it's saying is that there's these laws and principles that govern the universe that in the same way, if I apply to myself, can govern and guide me. So to me, it's this concept that everything is sort of under the same umbrella in terms of, um, in terms of laws, but obviously it looks much different out in the world, um, than it does like in my personal life. So that's kind of like a large scale definition to give you some, some examples. So the Dharma of something is like its purpose. That's what it means to me. So the Dharma of fire is to provide heat, light, and the ability to burn. So in the same way that fire has a Dharma, it has a purpose, it has what it's meant to do, all of us have a Dharma. All of us have some sort of purpose that is that we can find based off of our internal moral compass and based off of just the cosmic laws that govern the universe and that keep things um, running harmoniously. So that leads me to the last definition that we're kind of going to be really exploring today, which is which is dharma is your soul's purpose. So it's that thing that you do that lights you up, that makes you feel good and makes you, and that helps to make the world a better place. To me, and a definition that I heard from somebody else that always stuck with me, is that it's like 
or maybe I sort of made this up myself, but basically it's the culmination and intersection of what we are naturally good at and what we love doing that combined makes the world a better place. So just to kind of break it down into a more simple definition, dharma, when we're talking about ourselves is our soul's purpose. And we can only find that purpose when we're living in alignment with the things I talked about, with the cosmic laws of the universe, with um, trying to stay in alignment with what is what is happening around us for good. So um, I want to go to some examples of how Dharma has manifested itself in my life. So I really feel that everybody has many forms of displaying their dharma. What I mean by that is I think that it's really, um, you should be really wary of putting your dharma like in a box, like saying, okay, I need to find this one specific thing to do that is going to be like my whole purpose, that is going to light me up, that is just going to be the turning point in my life. Like, I think that your dharma, your purpose can be manifested in so many different ways. I don't think there's like one specific thing that everyone needs to find. I think that so many things can be you living your purpose. And that's something that I really want to encourage you to embrace because I think there's a lot of pressure, particularly on people that are younger, to like find their one thing and just stick with their one thing and that's like what they do for the rest of their life. And that's just, you know, that would be nice. It's nice when people find what they're passionate about, passionate about when they're really young and that's just all they do. But, you know, that's also just not going to be the case for everyone. I think that a lot of us will find our dharma um, in different seasons, different dharmas in different seasons, basically. Like, I think that maybe you know, when I was younger, I did things that felt like I was like living my purpose. And that changes as your interests change and you learn new things and you get older. Um, so I just want to say that this podcast is not meant to make you feel like pressure to find your one thing. It's meant to encourage you that there's countless ways that you can live your purpose and live your truth. So um, personally, for me, City Six Strings is definitely, like, one of the ways that I'm displaying my dharma, that I'm, like, living my dharma because I get to do something I love. Um, it combines a lot of things I love. I love playing in small ensembles. I obviously love music. I love playing violin. I love, you know, City Six Strings does a lot of popular music. I like that. I like playing pop songs on violin. I think it's fun. Um, but I also get to enhance events. Like I get to make people's best day of their lives even better. I get to play for weddings and that's like a very fulfilling thing to me. So it's this combination of what I like to do I like to play violin. I think that I'm naturally good at like organizing events and making them better. And so, and I also get to like feel very fulfilled because I'm making these people's days better. I, 
you know, I think one of the reasons that City Six Strings has been pretty successful is that I truly feel that providing music at events makes the world a better place. Like, that is my underlying motive for City Six Strings and for working is that I, you know, of course I need to make a living too, but if I didn't feel like live music at events really was like making the world a better place, I would not go after my job with the passion and the determination that I do. Because I truly feel like I'm making a difference. Like I'm not just trying to make money by like, you know, selling people my wedding packages. Again, of course that's nice and I feel so lucky to be able to do that and make my living that way, but like it's fulfilling for me and I never, I never quit because I really think that like it is adding so much value to people and adding value to people is part of what, what keeps me going and is part of not only my dharma, but I think everybody's dharma. I think it's about adding value to people. So City Six Strings to me, that's an example of a dharma. Um, my podcast, I think my podcast is absolutely, um, how I live out my dharma and an example of such. Um, it again, combines things that I am naturally good at with things that I enjoy doing and things that I think make, make the world a better place and enhance people's lives around me. Um, I get to use my communication skills. I get to use my, I think I'm good at educating too. And so I get to do those things. And I get to do it on, you know, I get to send it to millions, millions of people, lol. Um, But I get to share it with a lot of people. So those are things that I'm good at, that I also enjoy doing, that I feel like is making the world a better place. Check, check, check. So those are things that are like large scale examples of purpose or dharma to me. Um... But there's a lot of small-scale things, too, and those are the things that I encourage you not to neglect. So one thing that I like doing, maybe you've seen me do this before, is I like leaving little video reviews of restaurants. I feel like... I feel like I'm naturally inclined to do that. I feel like it's fun for me to like make little videos and I feel like it's helping the restaurant. And so that's like a very small thing I can do, but it's like part of my purpose. I like building up other businesses. Like I just like building up other people in general. And if I can utilize the skills that I'm good at anyway, in an effort to do that to me, that's Dharma. Um, you know, there's there's just a lot of different ways to play this out. So I want to now get into some things um, that could potentially help you discover your own dharma, something that is your purpose, that you're passionate about. So there's a couple questions. One, two, three, one, two, three, four, five, five questions um, that I think it's good for you to ask yourself. Um, when you're trying to find your dharma. The first thing is, what are abilities that come easily to me? So, for me, and I answered these questions too, just maybe it'll be helpful. Um, communication. I think, if I may be so bold, I think I'm a good communicator. I think I'm a good conversationalist. And I think 
part of that is because I am genuinely really interested in other people. Like, I ask a lot of questions because I find people really interesting. Um, I want to learn about them. I want to know, especially people that are like, like I was talking about earlier, like, further down the road than me. I just, I like asking questions. I, I like to learn. And that is definitely a strength of mine, just communicating and other people's interests. Um, improvisation. I think I've talked about this before. I'm good at improvising on violin. I think I'm good at just kind of like doing my own thing without music. I enjoy the freedom of that. Um, educating. I think I'm a great teacher. I used to teach, um, I taught violin for quite a while actually, um, in my, between my undergrad and my master's. And it's something that I received a lot of positive feedback about. Um, so I think education, I think because I am like pretty patient and will take my time explaining things, I think I'm good at, I think I'm good at educating and helping people understand. So those are just a couple like things that I jotted down really quickly that come easily to me. Okay. So you have your version of that. Second, what are things that I love to do? So, and this again, don't overthink it. This can be anything. So things that I wrote down, playing in small ensembles. I mentioned it earlier. I really love playing in um, string quartets in, you know, like small chamber orchestras. I enjoy playing in any ensemble, but there's something about like a small ensemble that I think there's a greater sense of like intimacy and you're able to um, just talk more about what you want to do musically because it's a smaller group. So playing in small ensembles, cooking, I love cooking. It's super fun for me. Games? My friends know I just, I love games. Not like video games. I've never gotten into the video games, but like, I mean, I'm talking like apples to apples. Like, I just, I love games. I love trying to create games, like guessing games, any game, sign me up. I'm in. Um, and going to the gym. I love going to the gym. Do I love going to the gym every day? Sometimes I'm grumpy about it, but generally speaking, I really love moving my body, going to the gym. So those are some things that I love to do. Now, I want you to look at those two, those two lists you made and find two of them and try to put them together. Try to intersect them. So let me, I'm going to do it. Um, I'm going to take improvisation and playing in small ensembles. Okay. That's something that comes easy, easily to me and something that I love to do. So maybe I try to play in some kind of ensemble where I do a lot of improvising. Maybe I need to join a band. I already did. <laughs> um, but maybe I need to join a band. Maybe I should play in a jazz band. Maybe I play in a classical band, but like I have little improvisational solos. Okay. So I try to take two of those things and say, how can I combine them? And how can that maybe be something that I'm passionate about? Let me do another one. Um, I'm literally just like going off the cuff here. Okay, going to the gym and educating. Okay, maybe a trainer. Maybe I would do well, like maybe not even a paid trainer. Maybe I should just go to the gym with some friends that maybe are less experienced and help them through some things 
that they're doing at the gym or may and maybe I'll discover I like that so much that I will want to be a trainer. Okay? So so those are things that I think that's and that was the third question by the way, like how can I combine things from each list and try one new thing? So just try to combine like two of these things and see how you feel doing it. See if it's something you like. Um and it can be it doesn't even have to be that hard. Like maybe I take cooking and communicating and maybe I try to, you know, have conversa have a conversation with somebody else that loves to cook about cooking. Like, this is the point I'm trying to make is that this should not be some big lofty goal, finding your dharma, finding your purpose. Like, life isn't all these huge moments all the time. It's about finding the purpose and the passion in the little moments. And that's why I encourage you, write down what you love to do just in your day to day life, right? Write what you're good at in your day to day life, the small things, because those are the, we want to find the joy and the purpose and the passion in the small moments. And, you know, if you still feel like you haven't found your thing, like your passion, your dharma, I guarantee you thinking of this way and trying to find these little things that you love doing and you feel that you do with purpose, like they will lead you in the right direction of potentially finding that bigger thing. Um... Okay, so the next question I think you should ask yourself is how can I find dharma in whatever I currently do? Because let's be honest, a lot of us want to maybe work a job that we feel more passionately about, that we feel like serves our purpose more. A lot of us want to do that and maybe it's just not the time. Maybe it's not the time in our lives when we can find all this time to try to figure out our dharma. But what are things that you're already doing where you can find elements of dharma and find elements of like how you can live your purpose? So so let's say like right now you're a server and you don't, maybe that's not like your end goal. You don't necessarily want to be a server for the rest of your life, but like that's what you're doing right now. Okay, so, but maybe you love talking to people. Maybe you love like telling people what their options are in the kitchen. Maybe you love like talking about food and talking about recipes and ingredients. So those are ways you can incorporate your dharma. Um, maybe you love like just serving people. Maybe you love the interaction with, with the cooks and how, and seeing how that all like, how when everybody's doing their job, like the restaurant just comes together and like, in a, in a great way, maybe that is like a starting point for your dharma. Even just doing, even just finding things, like I said, in, in your job, whatever it is right now, whether it's something you feel like you want to do long term. And I have to do this for myself too. Like with City Six Strings, like even though I just talked about how like that's what I'm passionate about, that's what I love, like while that is true, like there's stuff that I don't like about it. There's stuff that I have to do where I'm like, this is not fun. This is not like my passion. This is not like fueling me. But it's like I still have to find elements that I 
you know, that I'm purposeful and passionate about. So that's something that I have to do in my life too. Um, just finding, finding the, finding the joy in the small things. Um, the last thing that I think you should ask yourself is what to me are causes that light me up? So I really think a big part of finding things that you're passionate about, finding your dharma, your purpose, is figuring out causes that really like trigger you, whether it's in a good way or a bad way, but just things that like if you hear somebody talking about it in a room, like it will catch your attention. So I wrote down a couple for me. So actually it was interesting. The first, the first thing I wrote down, I was like, oh my goodness, do I need to change my career? Because this is not something that I currently um, am doing for a career. But the first thing I wrote down was toxic food. It really makes me mad that people are uneducated and uninformed about a lot of the food that they're putting in their body. It makes me mad that like, a lot of the things that were sold as like quote unquote healthy options are not healthy options and are actually just like making us sick and making us sad. It frustrates me that like when you go to a restaurant sometimes and you might want to know like what's in your food, they have no idea what's like the waiters don't even know what's in it and it's not their fault. It's just because like whoever is in charge is not educating them and letting them know like this is what's in your food. Like you 100% have a right to know everything that you are putting into your body, especially that you, you know, that you are eating and it just, that's something that makes me mad. Like, that's something that lights me up that's like I get really passionate about because I feel like eating healthy and figuring out what I'm putting in my body has changed my life so much that I want other people to be able to do that too. But that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> um, but that's something that like I, I get triggered about and that's something that I feel like could be dharmic for me. You know, is that a word? Um, okay. So another one that I'm very passionate about that lights me up is people not thinking they deserve a better life. When I hear people talk like they like they don't deserve to be happy, like they're just they're just okay with living an okay life and like not being super excited about stuff and just very like indifferent for lack of a better way of putting it or you know I, I don't know I think some people don't think they deserve better and I think some people don't know that things could be better but in any case like that really makes me sad that really like I want to do something about that like I want to do something for people that don't know that they can do more for themselves like I want to help people that don't understand how much better their life could be and how just how different things could be and to me that's another cause that like lights me up and that I really feel passionate about um, the last, the last one I wrote down is lack of accessibility to music. So this one, um, I've, is kind of something that I've tried to actually put a lot of effort towards. So I feel like music is kind of this, 
in a lot of ways, classical music in particular is like this elite thing and this kind of like, you know, formal thing. And I, I don't want it to be that way. I want classical music and like string music and whatever it may be to be accessible to everybody. And if you follow me, you might know I put on these pop-up concerts where we basically just go to like a public accessible place and play free music for people so that they can hear like a string quartet live in the park or whatever. And it's a really fun thing. And it's one small way that I feel like I am contributing to making music more accessible, to making classical music in particular more accessible to people that otherwise may not be able to access it or just may not understand that it's something that they enjoy at all. So that to me is another is another thing that lights me up that I'm really passionate about. And I, I offer this to say that like, I think when you, when you combine this element of figuring out like what you're good at, what comes naturally to you, and then you think about like, okay, what are the causes that like really, that really light me up and really, you know, causes worth dying for, you might even say, like things that you're just really passionate about. I think when you find like that intersection, somehow you can combine all of those things. I think that's what is really going to lead you to like your higher calling, dare I say it, or like a bigger purpose. Um, I think it's the culmination of those things. And I think just sitting down and writing down things that you're really um, feel very passionately about, causes like that are a really great starting point. Okay. All right. That's it. I hope you enjoyed hearing some of my thoughts about Dharma. Um, I know I may not have spoken the most eloquently. I hope that everybody was not just scratching their head in confusion, especially in the beginning when I tried to um, describe it. But yeah, those are um, some things that I feel to be true about Dharma, some things that I've learned and some things that um, I hope you can enjoy just mulling over and thinking about. And I encourage you this week to find just like little ways to try and access your Dharma, to try and live out your purpose, your soul's purpose, because I think when we are living that way, when we do find our thing or one of our things and we get to step into that and live that, I think it's like a really elevated state of existence. I think it really elevates your whole quality of life and that's why I do feel passionate about it and why I want others to as well. Okay, outro! Um, hot tip. My hot tip is kind of a silly one. Um, kind of an obvious one, but I'm just going to say it. Candles, candles, fall candles, seasonal candles, Christmas candles coming up. Um, so I like, I listened to a podcast recently. It wasn't the one I recommended, but I actually, this is a good one too. It was about how to make any space feel like home, regardless of what it feels like. I was in my old apartment at the time, which was not feeling very homey, and I was like, what can I do? And so I listened to this podcast, um, 
about ways to make your space feel like home. And it was a Rachel Hollis podcast. And one of the things she harped on was candles, 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 candles. It's all about the smell, make it smell good. And I was like, yeah, you know, I don't light enough candles. So now when I get home, I light not one candle, but three candles. Two are for the vibes. They're just colors. I don't think they smell like anything. But then one is like a fall, like pumpkin candle. And it has really just like elevated me being at my apartment. It just has made me feel really good. Um, so yeah, I recommend if you're not already treating yourself to candles, get you some. Go get yourself a candle today. It's $6, probably less if you buy it somewhere else like Dollar General. Um, I do have to say that like I know that I'm supposed to be buying candles that don't like release toxic fumes. I don't know what those are yet. I'm a little behind on like my candle research. So I'll be, I'll come back to you with like what candles I actually recommend. But like I can only do so much. Like I'm trying to eat healthy. I'm trying to exercise. Like for now I have my toxic candles. Don't at me. Okay, that is it. I hope everyone's having a wonderful fall wonderful week and I can't wait to talk to you next week. Bye! <laughs>